When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old USA, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 330 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view. Mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. Well, good day, everybody. We are less than one day before the election, the most important election of your lifetime. Today is November 2nd, All Souls Day. The day after yesterday, All Saints Day in the Catholic religion. All Souls Day is a day that the Catholic Church recognizes all the departed souls and prays for them to find eventual peace with their Lord and their savior. But I'm not here to talk about religion. I'm here to talk about politics, as you might imagine, with one day left to go in the most important presidential election of your lifetime. We are one day away. And what I predicted early on was the CYA cover your ass move that I thought would start taking place a week ago, but it's actually not started until yesterday. Organizations like the New York Times, the Trafalgar Group, and other political polling organizations are looking at a possible embarrassment yet again following their 2016 failure to properly predict the outcome of the election when Donald Trump beat Hillary Rotten Clinton to become the President of the United States. Now remember, it was just two short weeks ago that the polls had Joe Biden up double digits nationwide. 13% here, 16% there, 14% over here. And now, many of those very same polls at the last minute are realizing nobody bought their lies, nobody bought their BS, nobody bought their falsified numbers. Americans polling yesterday and today are showing not only has Trump closed the double-digit gap, but he is actually showing ahead in many polls, as I predicted. And as I told you early on, when they call me your lovable, wonderful, warm and fuzzy little host with no hair upon his fuzzy little head, and they say, how are you voting? I always tell them, I'm voting for Biden. I'm voting for Biden. And they write that down. The guy we called there and the 504 area code says he's voting for Biden. And I am sure I'm not the only one who has told the pollsters, I'm voting for Biden. When you know damn well I voted for Donald Trump. As did many others who see through the hoax, the lie, the sham, the scam that is political polling. We talked about this time and time again, and I mentioned it on a program just the other day. mentioned it again yesterday. When a pollster calls you, they have already engineered the question to get the answer that they want. They will poll a hundred people who do not like licorice to just find out how many people do not like licorice. And they will say, Do you like licorice? And you say, no, I don't. And they say, oh, thank you for your participation in our poll. Now, if they want to hear people who do like it, they'll just change the poll questions to, do you like sweet treats? Do you like desserts? Do you like candy? And then they'll go further down and say, how do you feel about chocolate? How do you feel about strawberry? How do you feel about vanilla? How do you feel about raspberry? And they'll go all the way down the bottom and they'll say, well, how do you feel about licorice? 
and they'll ask you 15 questions and one of them you say you don't like licorice and they'll say many candy lovers polled love all types of candy and this many people didn't like licorice it's all a game it's a scam a sham it's a designed end around because a lot of people want to be in the in crowd nobody likes to support a loser right you know when the saints were losing the new orleans saints football team back in the what 80s were losing every game and the fans who stupid enough to buy season tickets still went to the games but they put paper bags over their heads they did that because they didn't want anyone that they knew to realize that they were rooting for a losing team now i ask you how many joe biden bumper stickers have you seen this year and how many trump stickers have you seen how many joe biden flags do you see waving behind cars and pickup trucks and in boats and behind motorcycles And how many Trump flags do you see? The overwhelming majority of people are proud to support their president. And they're doing so by showing outward signs of support for Donald Trump. It's very obvious. There's a pickup truck right now that I'm passing from the front seat of the old F-250. And yeah, you go there, buddy. Yeah, good for you. He's got a Trump flag in the back, a Trump sticker on the back window. He's got an American flag. I mean, this guy is proud of his president. He is proud of the accomplishments of his president. Now, there's a Prius right in front of him. A Prius. But I don't see a Biden sticker on it. Now, mind you, I don't see a Trump, and I wouldn't expect to see a Trump sticker on a Prius, but perhaps there are a few. My whole point is people are not ashamed to put Donald Trump flags and stickers and yard signs. They're not ashamed and they're not afraid, even though the potential exists given the Democrat, leftist, BLM, Antifa sentiment out there for destroying all things Trump. People are still proudly displaying the name of their president in red, white, and blue in their yards, on their businesses, on their sailboats, their power boats, in the beds of their pickup trucks, and on their RVs. It is unbelievable the amount of support that people are outwardly showing for a president. And yet, the supposed winner, the supposed guy who's ahead last week by double digits, Mumbling, fumbling, bumbling, stumbling, creepy, touchy-feely, Beijing, gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden. I see no flags. I see no stickers. I see no outward signs of support for him. And it is true. You either love Donald Trump and will vote for him, or you hate Donald Trump and you will vote against him. Because nobody is voting for Joe Biden. This is simply a battle of the wills. Will enough people support Donald Trump or will the forces of hatred force him out of office? Nobody wants the senile dementia patient, the Alzheimer's patient, the stumbling, stuttering, muttering, mumbling, fumbling, crumbling, bumbling, mopey, dopey, gropey Joe Biden in the White House. And I think reality has slapped some people in the face here at the last minute. They know that Joe Biden is incompetent, incapable of properly running the nation. He has put forth zero plans. Oh, yeah, we're going to change this, fundamentally change the whole way of the whole country. You know the thing. Come on, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. All that crap. They realize this guy's not going to be in office very long if he wins. And they've seen the dark side of Camel Toe Harris. No racial pun intended. They have seen her dark side. They have seen what she did to the already effed up state of California when she was there as their attorney general. They have seen the Green New Deal and the trillions of dollars in new taxes that come along with it. 
people have seen the tax increases on not just people making 400,000 a year or more, but on the very businesses that employ people who make 30,000 a year, 50,000 a year, 100,000 a year. The massive tax increases are coming, people, if Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris get elected tomorrow. Tomorrow. God help us all. People have seen now, they've heard of the corruption, of the pay to play, of the quid pro quo, of gropey Joe Biden, his corrupt son, his corrupt brother, and all of the illegal dealings that have made themselves known on his laptop. And we know it's his laptop. He went back there to try and reclaim it. If it were not his laptop, they would have said, that's not his laptop, that's not his laptop. And he would not have shown up or sent someone back to that repair shop to retrieve it. You can't retrieve something you didn't leave there in the first place. It was Hunter Biden's laptop that he screwed up some kind of way, most likely in a cocaine-addled high. And he left all of the damning, condemning information on it. And his former business partners, they could have taken a sweet backwards, hand-behind-the-back, back-pocket deal from the Biden administration. The Biden administration could have silenced Bobolinsky and the others. They could have simply paid them off. Here, here's a couple of million dollars. Shut your hole until after my first, first four years is over with and you can live a good life. But Bobolinsky, he may not be the nicest guy on the planet, but he doesn't want to see America fall into the toilet. The man honorably served our nation in the military. He knows what the Bidens are capable of. He has seen firsthand and was actually involved with them. And he decided to do the right thing. He decided to come forward and be a, I hate to use the term, whistleblower. He has reported the bad, evil, illegal, unethical, immoral, corrupt, unjust things that the Biden family, including the big guy, 10% gropey Beijing Joe Biden, his son Hunter, the cokehead, who has sex with his own dead brother's widow, and then dumps her and gets some barroom barmaid in Vegas pregnant and then tries to deny that he was the daddy. Typical Democrat, baby daddy, not trying to take responsibility. He probably tried to drive her down there for one of those quickie abortions. Hmm. And she didn't go for it. She had the child. DNA test reveal. In the case of Hunter Biden and the Las Vegas stripper, Hunter Biden, you are the father. Would make a great Maury Povich episode. Even when gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden tries to keep things quiet, he opens his pie hole, sticks his foot in all the way up to the kneecap, and says stupid things. He had the, the audacity, the nerve, the unmitigated gall to look at the camera and lie directly to a reporter from his own pet network, CNN, and tell them, I have never had a conversation with anybody to do with anything to do with my son's dealings. My son's dealings are between him and him and his dealings. I have nothing to do with that. I give you my word as a Biden. Hey, Joe, your word as a Biden is about as good as Hillary Clinton's word as a Clinton. It's as useless as tits on the Pope and probably less useful. Joe Biden was deeply, heavily entrenched in the family business. The family business is corruption. Biden Incorporated. Back when Biden was just a primary candidate, not the presumptive Democratic nominee, but he was just in the primary, there were people out there trying their level best to use these very same things against him. But as soon as he became the Democrat nominee, all of that magically disappeared in the media. 
as you might expect. Shh. Say no words about Biden. Say nothing bad about Biden. Listen, they spent four years trying to tie Donald J. Trump to Russia. They dug and dug and ferreted and excavated. They did a basic colonoscopy on Donald Trump's entire existence. They went in from the rear and came out of his nostrils and they found absolutely nothing. Zero, zip, zilch, nada, nothing to hang on Donald Trump. Now listen, one of the most highly coveted investigation agencies on planet Earth try to dig for dirt on someone, they will find something. The FBI found nothing. So they resorted to lying, making up things, and using false dossiers to try and hang a president in a coup attempt that failed miserably. The CIA, the NSA, all of them, the illegal wiretaps of the Trump campaign, of his campaign advisors, of many in his inner circle, three and three quarters of a year, they found absolutely nothing, not a single shred of credible evidence against your president, Donald Trump. Nothing, not anything. All they had to do was turn the other direction, turn their heads slightly to the left, and they would have seen that it was Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein Obama, Carter Page, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, James Comey himself, Robert Mueller. They all knew what the Biden family was up to. They knew of the corruption of the Clintons. They knew of the 30,000 physical emails that just disappeared. They knew of these things, yet they chose. They made a conscious, concerted effort to choose not to investigate those things because that would take away from their ultimate goal a coup, a takeover of the United States government under illegal pretenses. They failed in their jobs. They were derelict in their duties, malfeasance in their office. They basically turned the other way and let all of those illegal dealings, of which we now have concrete, solid, 100% verified and corroborated evidence to prove that it was A, Hunter's laptop, and B, with a fact witness who was there during the corruption, willing to testify. And they've still found a way, with one day left to go in this election, to brush it aside, sweep it under the rug, ignore it, but most importantly, to keep it from we the people. Sorry, folks, that is one of the hazards of podcasting while driving and having a second phone sitting by. The bottom line on what I was telling you, folks, is the top investigative agencies on planet Earth looked into with a very, very powerful microscope every aspect of Donald J. Trump, his business dealings, his family ties, his political leanings, his foreign relations every aspect of his being and they found nothing to legally lawfully ethically morally unseat him from his rightful duly elected position as the president of the united states of america so they resorted to false dossiers fake coup attempts they resorted to phony russian interference phony Ukraine influence peddling. And all the while, there is solid evidence that those same agencies have refused to investigate for one reason or another. And we know the reason is political patronage. They've refused to investigate the Obamas, the Clintons, 
and the Bidens for their obvious, overt, not covert, but overt, meaning out in the open, illegal, immoral, unethical dealings, both foreign and domestic. And their blatant disregard for the United States Constitution, their blatant disregard for the United States people, they don't care. They've taken from the Hillary Clinton playbook the thought process of, um, sorry, idiot coming over into my lane. Way to go. You got your right turn signal on there and you're getting over into the left lane, genius. All right, we have morons on the bridge. The bottom line is they have taken from the Hillary Rotten Clinton playbook of I am above the law, I don't have to obey the law, and if I ram it down your throat, you won't dare try to prosecute me. And, of course, she has one thing that most sane, reasonable, law-abiding citizens don't have. She has the zero compunction to kill mentality. She does not care if you commit suicide. She does not care if your suicide is not really a suicide. She doesn't care what it looks like when your suicide is a long rifle to the back of your own head with three shots. And those of you who don't understand that, ask someone who has a gun. It's virtually impossible to shoot yourself in the back of the skull three times with a long rifle. But yet, it's happened in the Clinton circles. People who were too close to the Clintons, people who had dirt on the Clintons, all wound up suicided in strange ways. And when you have the mentality that you're above the law and the law doesn't apply to you and you can get away with anything you want, you pretty much try to get away with anything you want. And when you have a willing media who is willing to sit there and ignore the facts and fail to do their job of reporting, you have a media that is no longer journalist-based. It is all op-ed. It is all opinion editorial-based. The entire mainstream media is a corrupt adjunct of the Democrat Party. Oh, Steve, you're just making this up. It's a conspiracy theory. You're just going to talk about sour grapes because you know Donald Trump's going to lose tomorrow. You know it. People, I've told you in the past, and I'll say it again. I think it truly matters not how many votes Donald Trump gets tomorrow at the in-person election, which is really the only way elections should be held, except for people who apply legitimately for absentee ballots because they're in the service overseas, in military service, or they have legitimate business trips out of the country. Otherwise, there should be no excuse for you to not go and vote in person. Listen, Jesus Christ's own mother mounted a donkey with her betrothed following along the way, guiding the donkey across many lands, across hot desert sands, across sandstorms and other very treacherous conditions to go and enroll in the census that was decreed in the land of Joseph's birth. And if they can do it on the back of a donkey in the hot, blistering desert, then you can get off of your dead, lazy ass and go vote in the election. Whether you vote Democrat or Republican is irrelevant. When you take the easy, sleazy way out, And you get a mail-in ballot sent to you and you wait till the very last minute and then you send it in and you pray and hope that it's going to be mailed in and received in time to process. And now you have the excuse of, well, I didn't know if my vote was going to make it, so I went ahead and voted in person too. Nobody's going to check. You may have just voted twice, Democrats. And no one's checking. No one's doing an audit. 
I'm making a trip tomorrow on election day down to my former precinct where I know my dad who died in 1979's name is probably still on the rolls and I know that my son who no longer is on planet earth because he has passed away I know his name is still on the rolls and woe is to any shitbag in this nation who dares to sign my son's name and vote in his name in person tomorrow. Warning to you, I have lots of free time on my hand. I have no problem looking at security footage of that polling place, and I know where the cameras are. I have no problem hunting you down and making you pay if you do something like that. Oh, but Steve, you're just blowing hot air. You're just threatening, and you know you're not going to do nothing about it. And who cares if you do it for one? How many other hundreds and thousands of them do you think there are out there? You think it's only Democrats that are going to do this? I bet you the sleazy Republicans do it too. I bet you they don't. I bet you that most Republicans have the integrity to not do something illegal, immoral, unethical in that vein. I think most Republicans who wave the American flag still believe in the ideology of America. They believe in the Constitution. They believe in the defense thereof. They believe in the moral, ethical rule of law. I don't think if you found 100 illegal voting instances that you would find more than one or two that would identify as Republican, which would leave you 98 on the Democrat side. Now multiply that by the 100 million who have already voted early in this election. Think about that now, folks. Think about it. In the 2020 election, there are 331 million Americans eligible to vote. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. There are 331 American citizens in the country, including our territories, Guam, Wake, Virgin Islands of the U.S., Puerto Rico, 331 million Americans. You take out of that anyone under the age of 18 who is ineligible to vote. So what do you think? 15%, 20% of the population? Let's say there are actually 230 million eligible voters in America. According to what I read online today and what I heard on the network television programs, a hundred million people have already voted early or absentee. So if you take a hundred million who've already voted and you take out the hundred million children under the age of 18 who cannot vote, it doesn't leave very many left, 120 million votes. Let's have a little friendly wager and see how many actual people vote at the polls tomorrow, election day. And by the way, I'll give you a little hint. If that number is more than 120 million, we have massive, massive voter fraud. Because 100 plus 120 would be 220. And if we have 100 to 120 million under the age of 18, that accounts for every person in America. I did a little independent polling myself. I asked 35 of my closest acquaintances and friends, have you voted already or are you planning on voting on Tuesday? And out of the 35 that I asked, 29 of them have either voted already or plan to vote tomorrow. You do the math, that leaves six out of 35 of my friends that I had the opportunity to poll who said they're not going to vote. They haven't voted. They have no plans on voting in this upcoming election. They have no plans. None. Now, if there are 350 million people, you know what that does for you? That means 35 million plan on not voting. I mean, just do the simple extrapolation, the simple math. It's right there. I don't know, guys. I'm a little nervous about this. We'll talk about that right after we talk about this.
Before the break, I mentioned a little fear, a little trepidation, a little unease in my thoughts about what will likely occur, not just in the next 24 hours as the votes begin. I worry about things like the intimidation at the polls, the black-shirted BLM t-shirts and black hoodies and black shirts and black masks and black headgear and black pants and jackboots standing in polling places, giving people the eye as if to say, you better vote for our candidate. How much intimidation is going to be happening at the polls? A poll watcher is usually some retired school teacher or retired pharmacist sitting at a chair checking to see if your name is on the voter rolls as you sign your name. They're not official law enforcement type individuals. All they can do is report that it seemed like there were some scary guys standing outside, but they can't tell someone with any authority, you must leave. They'd have to call the police and wait for the police to arrive. So how much of this intimidation is actually going to be going on at the polls tomorrow? That's concern number one. And it's a valid, legitimate concern when you think about how intimidating a group of, or a gang of, or a, I'll call it a clan of thuggery can be when they're standing over you, giving you that look that if you don't vote for our candidate, we know where you live. You get the picture? We have an election that is already tainted with the thoughts of voter fraud in early voting, in mail-in voting, in absentee voting. We know this to exist. We have seen the bags and the boxes of mail-in ballots in trash bins, dumpsters, creeks, ditches, left on loading docks, not to mention those found in the back seats, the trunks, and the back hatches of cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs. You just need to Google one thing as soon as you finish listening to this program. If you think I'm kidding, if you think I'm a crazy, wacky conspiracy theorist, I want you to look up one thing. Texas or Houston, Texas, voter fraud. Right now, there is an active investigation going on in Houston for mail-in voter fraud that has occurred and has been occurring for several months now. It started in the primaries and it is working its way to the general election tomorrow. That's just one city. By the way, Houston is one of the largest cities in America. So multiply that by the other cities in America and tell me if you don't think that we are in heap big trouble when it comes to voter fraud in our nation. Number two, how can you trust the media who has chosen to ignore the Hunter Biden laptop, who chose to ignore the Hillary emails, but went after the sitting president with everything they had based on false information that they knew for a fact was indeed false information the moment the news broke. How can you trust what they're telling you? They, along with the pollsters, have been lying to you now, claiming that gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden has been up by double digits in the polls, when in fact, there's no way in hell he could have been up by double digits. If you use live political rallies as any indication, when Donald Trump easily draws between 10 and 30,000 people to each and every rally and Joe Biden can't gather 300 to a rally that should be telling intelligent Americans should be able to see through the lies the ruse it is the fake polling data that has me most worried because as I said earlier in an earlier segment no one wants to be affiliated with someone they think is going to be a loser. No one wants to say, I'm for Trump if they're certain Trump is going to lose. And they're only certain that Trump is going to lose if they listen to the mainstream media 
and to the fake polling data. But now, remember, these polling companies, they have to earn a living. They are a business. And as a business who relies on data to forecast actual events prior to their occurrence, these polling companies are starting to crap the proverbial brick as these polls are tightening up at the last possible moment. You and I know they're not. You know, you and I know they've lied to us all along. They're trying to save face, those polling organizations, because their lies, their falsified numbers, their fake data, their fake double-digit lead for Joe Biden that they've been reporting all along is now coming home to bite them in the ass. If, and God hope when, Donald Trump wins in the election here, those polling companies have to have some kind of way to save face, some kind of way to salvage the reputation that they are supposedly a good polling organization. When you follow a Trump rally down Interstate 95 in Pennsylvania, and it is 33 miles long of solid Trump supporters in cars, trucks, SUVs, minivans, and every other mode of transportation, including motorcycles, they're all waving Trump flags for 33 continuous miles, and you're the mainstream media, how do you cover such a thing? Well, you stick a Biden bus in the middle of that parade, and then you accuse the Trump supporters in that 33-mile-long procession of trying to intimidate the Biden bus. I read it today. I saw it on television. A Biden bus was traveling down the highway when it was, according to the report, surrounded by angry mobs of Trump supporters waving Trump flags in their vehicles, slowing the bus down and at times seeming to want to run the bus off the road. Well, the videos of those trucks and cars that were following, so far none of them have shown a single aggressive action. Well, they slowed down because, well, you slow down when the car ahead of you slows down. And they slow down because the car ahead of them slows down. It's how you prevent getting into an accident case you've ever driven. I don't, I don't know if you've ever driven or not, but I'm doing it right now and I'm slowing down, not because I want to slow down the Metro bus behind me, I'm slowing down because the Honda CRV ahead of me is slowing down and he's slowing down because the black GMC truck ahead of him is slowing down. You get the idea? The Trump campaign is livid, pissed, incensed, agitated, irritated, aggravated, mad, angry, because the FBI has chosen to do an investigation into the allegations by the Biden administration, or the Biden, excuse me, wash your mouth out with soap, Steve Z. There is no Biden administration. By the Biden campaign, claiming that these angry mobs of Trump supporters were trying to do harm to the Biden bus. Video so far has shown nothing of the kind, but we're going to waste valuable FBI resources to investigate that, and yet we're not going to properly investigate Hunter Biden's laptop with obvious national security implications, with evident and backed up and verified information from fact witnesses to the illegal, unethical, and immoral dealings of Hunter Biden and his daddy, Gropey Joe? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You heard me right, boys and girls. The FBI is investigating Busgate. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know if they've put that on the on the news yet, but I'm going to call it Biden Busgate. The FBI is investigating. They're sending FBI agents, actual investigators, to look into whether or not there was anything illegal done by people driving down the interstate that happened to come upon a Biden bus, but they're not investigating the Hunter Biden illegal Burisma dealings, the illegal Chinese dealings, the illegal Russia dealings, the stands, you know, Afghanistan, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, this is stand, that is stand, everywhere stand, stand. Whoo, out of breath. 
They're not investigating the laptop, the physical piece of evidence that has proof positive of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's illegal dealings. They're not wasting resources on that because they claim they don't have enough supporting information. But they get a phone call from a bus driver who says, Oh my God, I'm driving down the highway and I got some people with Trump, Trump flags in their trucks and they got some in front of me and they got some in back of me and they got some on the side of me. I'm having Trump derangement syndrome. Oh my God, please send someone to help me. Because at some point during the drive, the speed on the highway went down to 20. Newsflash, asshats. I'm on the highway right now and I'm going 0.00 miles per hour. There's traffic, likely an accident or something going on ahead of me, but we're not moving at this very moment. Can I call the FBI? Hey, somebody get me the FBI field office's number in New Orleans. I'd like to get an investigation, a full-fledged multi-agent investigation going right now so that I can find out why the traffic's not moving on the interstate. It must be because I'm a Trump supporter, right? Give me a break, people. This is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be right back. One of the other things that I'm concerned about regarding the election is, as I said yesterday, one of five scenarios could possibly happen. Scenario one, Trump wins, the country goes back to normal, everybody admits, okay, he's done a great job, and the world is at peace, and everyone dances around a small fire, drinking a Coke and singing Kumbaya with the polar bears. Okay, 0.0033% chance of that happening, which is ironically, the same percentage of people who die from the coronavirus. Number two, Trump wins. The entire nation erupts into violence, more riots, more anarchy, more burning, more shooting, more stabbing, more carjacking, more looting, more property destruction, more assaults on innocent people. And the National Guard gets called out and Trump is considered a racist for employing military troops to quell the violence. The very well-supported, very well-funded violence. That's number two. Number three, mopey, dopey, dopey, freaking gropey Joe Biden wins the election. And much like when the Lakers win the NBA Finals, the nation still gets set on fire because after all, we've got to use all those Molotov cocktails, all those matches. We've got to use those bricks. We've got to fill, still find a way to overturn cars and everything. Joe Biden wins the presidency. The nation still erupts in flames. And then one of three subsets happens. They release the information about the Wuhan China novel coronavirus and its cure. Joe Biden takes credit and then abruptly resigns claiming that he's overwhelmed. He gets the Nobel Peace Prize and the million dollars that comes with that, and he resigns and goes off into oblivion. You end up with Camel Toe Harris as your president and Nasty Nancy Pelosi as your vice president. Subset two. Joe Biden wins the presidency. Joe Biden likes to be the president. And nobody gonna tell me anything otherwise. You come to me, hey, I'll punch you right in the nose, fella. Who do you think you are? I'm from scrappy guy from Scranton, Pennsylvania is who I am. I'll show you. I'm not stepping down for anybody. He's not stepping down. Well, that's that's not part of our plans. You have to step down, Joe. I'm not stepping down. You can't make me step down. I'm the president of the United States. President of the United States of America. Or a senator or something. But you have to step down. Camel Toe Harris has to become the president. We owe it to BLM. We promised them we'd find a way to put her loser ass in the White House. Well, I don't want to tell you. She's in the White House. She's in another office. But I'm the president of the United States. So they will either get nasty Nancy Pelosi to enact the 25th Amendment and have him removed from office, or something will happen to him. Heaven forbid, I don't want to see anyone get hurt or killed, but something will happen to him and he will be forced to either step aside or be buried 
and he will no longer be the president, and Camel Toe Harris will become the president. And the most likely option is he will become the president because of the voter fraud and all the rigged ballots and all of the late voting that will get turned in, ironically, after the Trump vote count so that they can prove that Biden wins by over a million votes and there can be no controversy, right? And he serves distinguishably for the first year. All of the Hunter Biden stuff gets swept under the rug, just like the 30,000 Hillary emails got swept under the rug. All the corruption, all the barisma and everything. They'll open up an investigation against Trump and this time they'll manufacture something to make it stick. And we will deeply dive into socialism, Marxism, communism, Leninism, and any other ism except for capitalism. The nation's economy will fall into a great depression. The stock market, your 401k, your retirement, your nest egg will diminish. It will shrivel like Joe Biden's... Never mind. The nation's economy will dive downward. And you better hope and you better pray that they don't start enacting some of the social programs of the far radical left. Remember, Joe Biden, and you can look this up, there's actual video on YouTube, if it's still there, you can look it up on Google, check your friend's messenger pages of Joe Biden saying, we must embrace Muslim Islam religion in our schools. No one's ever said we must embrace Catholicism or Christianity. No one has ever said, let's put more Baptists in our schools. Let's put more of the Lutheran teachings or the Methodist or the Presbyterian teachings in our schools. But there was Joe Biden in front of a podium, pandering to a Muslim crowd, talking about how we must embrace and include more Muslim faith-based teaching in our school systems. Hey, Joe, how come that separation of church and state thing doesn't apply when you say it? Hmm. Yes, Joe Biden is going to usher in, whether by his own hand or by the twisted arm of Rashida Tlaib, of Ilhan Omar, of Alexandria Ocasio, the bartender Cortez, of naughty, nasty Nancy Pelosi, or over the eyeglasses Chuckle Schumer, or Adam Schiff. They're going to put Beto, I'm taking your guns away, mark my words, O'Rourke, in to a position of power. Focahontas is looking to become the secretary of something. They're pushing hard because Joe owes them. Joe owes the ones he convinced to drop out of the presidential primaries. He owes each and every one of them something. He owes crazy Bernie Sanders something. He owes Andrew Yang something. He owes all of them something for dropping out and allowing him to become the Democrat nominee. And tomorrow, folks, is November 3rd. Tomorrow is the day that we have the final power to hopefully keep America great and keep America from delving into an abyss that I personally am worried we may not be able to come out of. And look, I'm an old bird. I can probably live the next 25, 30 years with what I've managed to put aside and put away. And I don't know that my, excuse me, I don't know that my two surviving children have the financial wherewithal to be able to withstand the type of depression, the type of diminishing economy that we are about to see should Joe Biden and the Democrats take power. And God help us all if we lose the Senate. If you think it's bad having nasty Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker of the House with the potential of gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden in the White House, then I've got news for you. Add to that Chuck Schumer as the leader in the Senate. 
and you will be praying and thanking the good Lord above for those three Supreme Court appointments made by Donald Trump because of the very last bastion of safety and security in this country, unless of course they do court packing, the very last saving grace of our democracy, of our democratic republic, could possibly be the Supreme Court. My last worry, of course, is election night will come, election night will go. And even if Trump wins by 10 million votes in the popular vote and has all the electoral college votes lined up, we have to wait as many as seven to 10 days for some states to count their mail-in ballots. And who's to say there aren't U-Haul trucks lined up to dump more and more and more ballots on the doorsteps of those election commission offices after they know the numbers that have been put up in the election. How could we possibly know? That's going to do it for this edition of the Truth, per- blah, Truth Hurts program. Sorry. I have a rotisserie chicken to deliver to my mom. You guys have a great day, and we'll uh, see you tomorrow for Election Day. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Thank you for listening. We hope that this presentation has enlightened you to the things that may have been hidden from you. This is where we bring darkness to light, turn fiction into reality, and exercise our First Amendment right to free speech. Here is where the double standard is exposed and displayed for all to see. We sincerely hope that we've helped you to open your eyes to what's going on in the real world. The Truth Hurts program is produced at Studio 63 in Bayou Country in affiliation with Steve Knight Productions. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. No animals were harmed in the making of this program. It is fact. It is real. It is truth. And sometimes the truth hurts.